I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts, and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is no stranger to Delaware State of the Arts, Tracy Richardson, co-artistic director and harpsichordist for Melomani. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you, Paul. So glad to have you back. We're in the middle of your season. You've had some wonderful programming so far, but you've got a couple programs coming up in uh, the spring of this year uh, that we'd like to get to. Let's first, though, talk to our listeners, share a little bit about Melomani, what it means, where where you came from, and uh, what your what your history is. Well, thanks, Paul. Melomani is a chamber music ensemble. There are five of us at the core, and we play Baroque music on period instruments, meaning instruments that would have been in existence at the time of the Baroque time, 1600 to 1750 approximately. Then we skip the 19th century, and we go to music written for us in the 20th and 21st century. Our numbers are, as I said, five. We have a flute, both Baroque and modern flute. We have violin, both Baroque and modern. Viola da gamba, which is the, in this case, seven-string uh, bass viola da gamba. Baroque and modern cello. And I'm the harpsichordist. So those, and our players are Kimberly Rayleigh, the flutist, Christoph Richter, violinist, uh, Donna Fournier, viola da gamba, Ismar Gomez, cello, and I'm the harpsichordist. So we, we always, in our programs, uh, perform, program and perform provocative pairings of early and contemporary works. We like to commission works. We've commissioned over 50 works in our time together. And uh, Kim, Rayleigh, and I go back many years, like 26 years, we've been doing our programming and performing together. And this uh, uh, ensemble is the latest latest permutation of Melomani. Now, in your pairing, uh, the phrase you use, pairing of early and contemporary works, it's not just a matter of putting together old music and new music. What are the considerations that go into uh, putting together a particular program? Well, good question. First of all, we have our five-member ensemble, as I said, and that is a very traditional classical Baroque ensemble. Uh, uh, Georg Telemann uh, wrote 12 pieces for it. Uh, the French composer Guillemin wrote six or more, and others too. So it's a, it's a normal classical, that is, traditional combination, and you'll note the two bass instruments, and so that's really special. There's a lot of bass in it. So we like to program things that are for us. Then we like to mix it up as much as we can and invite some guests that we like. Oh, it might be a clarinetist or a guitarist or uh, another flutist or a recorder player or more violinists or whatever it is. And whatever combination, and sometimes percussion, so sometimes we, um, a lot of times we have guest artists, and we like to provide a lot of variety for ourselves and for our audience. So sometimes this begins with a, new, a commission. For instance, if uh, we have commissioned a piece for our ensemble and, say, percussion, then, of course, we'll perform that piece and premiere that piece, but then we'll look for other uh, combinations with percussion, uh, both modern or, or ancient. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm curious, uh, the musicians in the ensemble, I'm assuming that each of you in your early training trained on contemporary instruments, contemporary string instruments, contemporary keyboard, piano, contemporary wind instruments. 
Is, is that correct? And if so, then what kind of training was involved in learning the Baroque instruments? Because there are different techniques involved. That is correct. There are different techniques. I think we can be sure that all of us did, in fact, as you say, start on contemporary instruments. I started on the piano as mm-hmm. a tiny girl. And, right. and Donna Fournier, the gombas, started on the cello, of course. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere <clears throat> along the way, and it's probably when you get to Conservatory of Music, you know, you look across the hall at what they're doing over there. I was an organ major at Oberlin, and I knew about the harpsichord and had played a bit of it in high school just by sheer luck. And uh, I really started to love the literature, and that would have been the old literature, and my technique as an organist is suited for it. And so I got very interested in it as time went on. It kind of took over mm-hmm. in my mind. Kim, um, the flutist, our flutist, and she's the co-founder, of course, came up on the modern flute. And I think she started when she was in uh, doing her doctorate at Temple. I think that's when she started playing the Baroque flute for the first time. And, of course, she's she's great, so she uh, picked it right up. Donna converted to the gamba somewhere along the way, I think post-college, and Christoph you know, I think did after he uh, came to the U.S. started to and and Ismar I think just did them parallel mm-hmm. in his mm-hmm. when he was doing his doctorate. Mm-hmm. Now, as you prepare these works for performance, is there a different approach to preparing the contemporary works on contemporary instruments to the approach you use on the with the Baroque instruments on the the uh, the, the older works? Well, it. Uh, it just depends. Sometimes, uh, for instance, last, this month, that is, uh, three of us premiered a piece by Ingrid Arauco, who's, uh, the, a composer from Haverford, and she lives in Wilmington. She's a, a good friend of ours. She wrote for, um, Baroque instruments. So her new piece had the Baroque flute, the gamba, and the harpsichord. So, uh, you know, a lot of the differences, um, are that the performance practice that we, have learned and are, you know, masters of, uh, for the Baroque music do not necessarily apply to contemporary mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. In contemporary music, we have different sorts of harmonies and we certainly have different rhythmic considerations, mm-hmm. you know, seven against 11 or, uh, just different changing meters. Um, for instance, you know, in Ingrid's piece, and I'm not making this up, you know, you go from three eight to seven eight to three four to eleven sixteen, and it all comes one after the other. And mm-hmm. she's not the only one doing that. Mm-hmm. So those considerations um, are going to be different. Th- those kind of rhythmic uh, considerations are going to be different in the contemporary pieces, uh, and we have to. Uh, so yes, it's different. <laughs> now I, I I've had you on the show before, and I don't think I've ever asked you this question, but I have asked this of other ensemble type groups. Uh, you operate without a conductor, correct? Uh, so when you rehearse, it's the five of you playing. Uh, how how do you go about listening to the whole? I mean, clearly you're focusing on your your own line. But how how does the group listen to the whole and then come back and refine and hone and get it to the point where, as the ensemble, you have it the way you want it? Well, that's the trick, isn't it? Um, uh, we do operate without a conductor, and I think for people who play and enjoy playing in orchestras, 
that's one of the joys mm-hmm. um, that we self-conduct. So there's just a lot of conversation. There's a lot of body language. There is what my, some people might think of mind reading, but it's not that, is mm-hmm. it? It's um, having worked together for many, many years. I can tell what Kim's going to do by the way she moves or breathes. I can tell what Donna Fournier is going to do by the way she picks up her bow and puts it down. And that's only, and, and they sense what I am going to do too. Um, we just, that's just many years of experience of listening to and working with one another. So it's, it's consensus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone will look up and say, I think we ought to take that cadence straight out. Let's try it. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, then we try something else. Mm-hmm. Or let's tune this, and we have a little sectional of the strings tuning, or um, different things like that. So it's 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 consensus and big opinion, actually. In the theater world, which I'm familiar with, there's the adage, actors don't give other actors notes. So in your case, how do you handle that if you're rehearsing, you're practicing a piece, and there is one musician where you feel they're not necessarily on the same page, if you know what I mean. I do. Well, then maybe Donna will turn to me and say, I think we're dragging. And that might mean that I am dragging. Right. Or okay. uh, uh, Kim, Kim might look up and say to another person, I think we should be more legata with that. Or, or she'll look over at Christoph and say, I think... We're, we don't sound, we, our articulation is not the same. And that might mean just that, or mm-hmm. it might mean match my articulation. Or I might look up and say, gosh, it seems like we're slow. And that means, I don't know, somebody's dragging. So it's, we, we like to keep it friendly and we like to laugh a lot. And I think that's one of our um, strong suits. So that's how we handle it. We try not to look up and say, uh, Christoph, what were you yeah. doing? What were you doing? What <laughs> yeah, do you think? Yeah. Or they try not to look over me. <laughs> crazy, right. please. <laughs> so, so there's musical diplomacy. There is, and, and there's there's also mutual respect. For there, what is. Each, what there, each is. there is, there is, there is. Yeah. Uh, which, and I, I think the final product is clearly articulated in in your performances. Well, well thank uh, you. Let, let's uh, uh, take a station break. Let me first remind our listeners that you're tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is Tracy Richardson, co artistic director and harpsichordist for Melomanie. We've been talking kind of in general terms about Melomanie, Tracy. Let's go to uh, the specific upcoming programming that you're doing because I see throughout the spring you have three. Really exciting programs, the first of which uh, clearly demonstrates how the arts can transcend politics. Uh, And then you have an exciting concert coming up uh, uh, celebrating women uh, and the 100th anniversary of the uh, ratification of the Women's uh, Voting Amendment. Uh, and and then a spring concert coming up later in April. Let's start with uh, your concert coming up on February uh, 16th, I believe it is. Yes, we are really excited about our concert on Sunday, February 16th, 3 to 5 p.m. That will be at the Delaware Historical Society. This is our second year in partnership with them, and they are fantastic. They have two beautiful spaces. We'll be in the big one, Old Town Hall, and this is our... Uh, this is our all, st- all the stops are out program this, this season. It is the music and art of Iran. We will have, uh, it's going to be a longer than usual program, three to five, and it will be followed by a super 
uh, reception with uh Persian delicacies that we will not import from Iran, but they will be, they will be, um, for us all to enjoy. We're going to have a, two special guests. One is Kimia Yamshid, and she is a young person who is a cellist and an expert at the traditional Persian Iranian, um, instrument, the Tanbur, T-A-N-B-O-U-R. We met her recently. <laughs> In China, of course, and mm-hmm. <laughs> she's going to be our guest. She lives in the D.C. area and will come up. She's going to demonstrate and play the traditional tambour for us. And also she will play a solo cello piece by the Iranian-American composer Shahab Paranj. And that piece is called Ave Ejan, and it's for solo cello. We'll also be playing the Fountains of Fien by... Bejad Ranjbaran, who lives in New York City. He is also Iranian-American, and this is for the modern flute, violin, and cello. Uh, it, this may be a Delaware premiere. I'm, I'm quite sure it is. We'll play the musical, uh, the trio from the musical offering, a great big piece for us to play. That's our Baroque offering. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we have a really great uh, encore for the three bass instruments to play together. Another guest of ours will be, this is our very special guest, Sheila R. Canby. She is uh, the curator emerita of the Department of Islamic Art in New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art. She mm. has been retired from that position for just a year or a little bit more. She's been all over the world and is a world expert. It, I'm not making that up. She's mm-hmm. a world expert mm-hmm. on Iranian art, and she'll speak to us and have slides. And so this this her talk will be embedded in our concert. Mm-hmm. So I think it will be a very very exciting and um, wonderful and new to us program. Mm-hmm. I I hope you'll all come and hear it. This really we do want to uh, transcend the politics of our time. We want to make connections with with people with people and ideas and culture, and I think we think this is a way to do it. Well, and, and what's you know fascinating to me as a former history teacher, I mean, Iran occupies a, a part of the world that was the cradle of Western civilization. Yes. And you think about the history of, of Islamic art, architecture, and music, flourishing at a time when Europe was thrown into the darkness of the yes. Middle Ages. Uh, I had the opportunity to uh, spend some time in southern Spain uh, not too long ago and to see the influence of Islamic art and architecture in Western cultures is just fascinating. And, and this is a great way to, to tie that into the, the music realm. So I, I really appreciate your doing this. Now, I want to go back to something you mentioned. I'm assuming that because uh, Kimia is playing cello and tambour, that tambour is a string instrument, something like a cello, or well, yes, it is, but mm. it is not a bowed instrument. Okay. It is a strummed instrument, okay. and that is that will be the difference. I'm looking at a picture uh, yes, of one. Okay. No, I'm showing it, but you can't see it on so the radio. I'm looking at a picture of it. It almost looks kind of like a mandolin. It does look yeah. like that. And it's got I, it's got the rounded back of the. That's yeah, right. The body. Yeah. And so we're going to find out much more about that. Evidently, um, well, Camille, who is a very fine person, says that she is invited back to Iran to play the tambour with her mm. mas- with the master there. And she occasionally can go. 
so she is is really good at this. Her teacher at did I say this at University of Delaware was Larry Stomberg. You did not mention. That. Oh yeah, oh, okay. um, she's a she's comes from his studio, mm-hmm. and he told me that she is just an ace. Mm. So I think, and it's beautiful. I think we'll we'll love hearing it in the beautiful acoustic of the Delaware Historical Society. I was going to say I've I've heard Melamine play in Old Town Hall, and you wouldn't think a, a building with that history would would accommodate what you do but the acoustics in there are just are are wonderful they're they're and the intimacy of that space are are really outstanding they're perfect and we have a little stage and we set it up and it's uh it's it's a perfect environment actually for us so that's coming up on february 16th at 3 p.m at old town hall in wilmington uh before we go on to your other concerts how can people find out more information about melomany they can go to Melomani's website, and that is melomani.org. I'm going to spell M-E-L-O-M-A-N-I-E dot org. And we hope that you will res- will buy your ticket in advance. You can do that right online, or you can call our number, um, and our number's online, but it's also, oh, let's see. I don't actually remember. So find our phone number online. I'm looking here. Sorry, that's funny. I just don't yeah. remember. It's kind of a new number. But you can find that online. Yeah. Um, and uh, we hope that you'll come and enjoy this. It's a big program. It will, you know, it'll keep you there just a little longer than you than usual. Mm-hmm. But I think I think you'll like it a lot. Well worth it. <laughs> and I, I don't remember if you've mentioned early on in the show what melomany means. Oh, melomany means <laughs> the love of music. It's a French word, the love of music, or alternatively, music mania. Okay. So, so your February concert is featuring uh, music and art of Iran. Uh, let's go to your March concert, which is taking place during Women's History Month. Yes, it is. We'll be playing. The three of us are going to play that. Um, Kim Rayleigh, the flutist, and I will be there. And also Ismar Gomez. And he is, while he is not a woman, he is a feminist man. Mm-hmm. And we'll play uh, mostly works by women composers both from the past and from the present and ismar will also play a piece by casado who is not a woman but that's all right and it was a piece that was written uh, a hundred years ago when the women's vote was ratified Mm -hmm. here in the u.s so i think it will be very interesting to see what was going on in other in another parts of the world by this famous composer and so we're looking forward to that Mm mm-hmm yeah, I did a little research uh, before this. Uh, you know, it's the 100th anniversary of the, the uh, amendment, 19th Amendment, which uh, gave women the right to vote. Uh, and for our listeners, just a reminder that there are times when, when our uh, political system can work. It, it took two-thirds of Congress to support this and three-fourths of the state legislatures wow. to, uh, to pass that amendment. So there are times in our history when there has been uh, uh, significant agreement on important issues. And, Women's and, suffrage and was one of those. And that was quite a divisive it's yes, issue. Yes, it was. As others we can think <clears throat> of. So I, I think that we have to think forward that there will be a time, too, when we won't be as split as a country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think people are working on that. And you are using music to bring people together, which I think is wonderful. Let's let's turn to your April concert. All uh, right. April 19th at 3 p.m. Wow. In April, we have two premieres, one by 
Chuck Holdman, who local composer. he's local, though he lives in Philly now, mm-hmm. but he is one of the first composers that wrote for Meloani. Mm-hmm. And then we, ha- and he, he has written for Kim and Me, that is, he's calling it Sonata in E minor. And that's a very traditional uh, kind of uh, designation. We also have, have a piece for the ensemble minus Donna plus guitarist who will be our old friend Chris Braddock mm-hmm. um, and that is going to be called Unwound. Uh, uh, this is by Christina George who is a fairly recent graduate in flute and composition from Westchester University. She's Kim Raley's former student and now she's going to apply to grad school all over the place in composition. Anyway, she's going to write this piece for us, and we don't have it yet, mm-hmm. but that's all right. <laughs> Faith. <laughs> Faith. Oh, yeah, she'll have it. Yeah. Well, she'll have it, and we'll do it. And so we have really one of our uh, – well, it's not that Chuck is old, but it's just one of our uh, composers that are the, our first um, first composers, and now mm-hmm. we have our newest mm-hmm. composer. And then, of course, we'll do a big piece by Bach for mm-hmm. – um, Donna and me, and other piece, Baroque pieces for the ensemble. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, a string of three concerts, uh, February, March, April, uh, and all three are at Old Town Hall, Yes, correct, uh, on Market Street in Wilmington. Uh, again, your website is mellomanie.org. That's M-E-L-O-M-A-N-I-E dot org. Uh, this, uh, you know, Tracy, I, I always love uh, chatting with you and uh, – we're we're running out of time here, so I I just like to wrap up to to commend you on the work that you're doing, presenting music from a variety of cultures, and also I think one of the incredibly valuable contributions that Melomini makes to the music world is featuring so many new composers, uh, local and international. Uh, so well, thank we you. love it. It's our pleasure and it's our joy. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Paul.